0: And welcome to episode 166 of the Writing and Marketing Show with author, entrepreneur, Wendy H. Jones. And it's an absolute pleasure to have you here with me again. And another episode which is coming to you from Israel. And I am interviewing um, authors from all over the world, um, to, uh, for the podcast this week uh, when I'm meeting them in Israel. And I think it's a great idea to have a multicultural uh, aspect to the show. Um, today, I'm going to be interviewing Judy Goblin Pecks, and I'm going to be interviewing her about writing travel memoirs, uh, which I'm very much looking forward to. And as you will hear, Judy is a uh, American who has settled in Israel. Um, and it was a It's going to be a joy to talk to her today. Um, So what has been happening? Well, I'm still here in Israel, as you can gather. I'm in a lovely shaded part of a courtyard. It's 33 degrees here in Israel and the winter sun is amazing. And I'm a real believer that you can write in a cold Scottish a house in dundee or you can write in a shady courtyard in a lat in israel and that's where i'm writing from today although i've only got another week here then i have to go back uh, to uh, scotland because i'm running the scottish association of writers conference which will be uh, when this comes out um just the week that this comes out. And I'm very much looking forward to that as well because it's great to meet with writers. Meeting with other writers is a great way of um, invigorating yourself, of inspiring you and getting your writing mojo uh, going again. So I can highly recommend it. I can highly recommend travel and I can highly recommend uh, meeting with other writers and sharing with them. And it will help you uh, write uh, up a storm, as they say. Um before I introduce the um my before I introduce my guest for today, who is Judy, then I would like to say it's an absolute pleasure to have you join me every week on the show. I love doing it for you, but it does take time out of my writing. If you could if you would like to support this time you can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash Wendy H Jones. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Wendy H Jones and you can support me for as little as three dollars a month and it would let me know that you enjoy the show and you want me to continue doing it so uh yes i would be very grateful so what of our guest today who is the judy Goblem pecks i hope i've said that correctly because you know what i'm like i can manage to get everything wrong so, what of Judy? Judith Gablin Peck's was born in Washington, D.C., but has been living in Alat, Israel, with her husband, John, since 1976. 38 years ago, they began the Shelter Hostel, a guest house for travellers from all over the world, and a drop-in centre for anyone searching for physical, emotional or spiritual support. In her free time, Judith likes to read, hike and camp in the mountains around Alat, snorkel in the Red Sea, travel and spend time with family and friends. Judith and John are the parents of four grown children and the happy grandparents of 10 biological and two foster grandchildren. In 2005, they took a two month sabbatical, which became a pivotal experience in in Judy's life and led to her writing her first book, Walk the Land, A Journey on Foot Through Israel. In the spring of 2007, Sudanese refugees who had fled their civil war and jumped over the border between Egypt and Israel appeared on the streets of Alat. Their involvement with them led to Judy's second book, A People Tall and Smooth, Stories of Escape from Sudan to Israel. At the urging of friends and former shelter volunteers, she decided to undertake a book about the hostel, uh, which she thought outlined, collected, and she she collected stories and began to write, Come, Stay, Celebrate, the story of the shelter hostel in Elat, Israel, and that was published in 2014. She published To Belong, a novel in September 2022. This tells the story of Tamar, an Israeli woman living in a Alat, who with her husband Steve take two Sudanese refugees as foster children, but face opposition from all sides. The reader is introduced to characters from all walks of life and receives a picture of life in an unusual sit- location. So without further ado, let's get on with the show and hear from Judy and we have judy with us welcome judy how are you today well i'm doing great it's a gorgeous day here in a
1: in the south of israel on the red sea and it's warm and sunny not too hot So um, perfect day and I'm, yeah, I'm very happy to have Wendy here sitting next to me. It's really a a privilege to finally meet in person.
0: Oh, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, who wouldn't rather be sat in a lap with the sun shining and a lovely shady courtyard in a beautiful hostel rather than sat in Dundee? It's much better here, I have to say. And thank you, Judy, because you've agreed to talk to me about writing travel memoir, which I think I'd love to do. So I'm excited about this today. Uh, so are you ready to uh, for me to interrogate you? I mean, interview you? Uh, yes, yes, yes. It's, um, it's a passion of mine. I love to talk about writing travel memoir. Oh, that is great. So we're going to have a great time today. We really are. So your book uh, is about um, hiking the Israel National Trail, and it's called Walk the Land, A Journey on Foot Through Israel. So just to get us in the mood for travel memoir, tell us about the Israel National Trail. Well, the Israel National Trail, it's probably
1: was um, designed or built, put together maybe 30 years ago. There's a famous trail in America called the Appalachian Trail that goes on the east coast of America. And a couple of Israelis walked that. And that takes about six months. And then when they came back to Israel, they thought, well, Israel should have a national, we should have our own national trail. Our country is much smaller than America, and so they got a committee, and they we have we already had a lot of hiking trails, but they kind of put together. Um, they tried to make a, a, a conti- conti- continual one trail by combining all the other other different trails, and they yeah. tried to make sure they'd go through the most beautiful places in Israel, et cetera, and they came up with this trail that's about. Um, a thousand kilometres from, you can do it from north to south or south
0: to north. And that's the Israel National Trail. Wow, it sounds amazing. I mean, I like walking, but I think that would be a (laughs) bit too much for me, I have to say, but I think it's fantastic. And I know you did it. And that's where the uh, book came from, which is fantastic. So I'm curious, because you did do the trail, did you start out knowing you would write, write a book about this, or did the idea of the book come from having walked the trail? Is it, what would you and what would you say are the advantages and disadvantages of each approach? I think it would have been very different. I don't think I could have done it if I didn't know
1: from the beginning that I was going to be writing this book, yeah. because before I wrote this book. Um, I'll tell you about later, but I'd already planned on writing. We have, we're sitting in the shelter hostel. That's a a business ministry that my husband and I started 38 years ago. And I thought, um, I should write a story of this hostel, uh, because a lot of interesting people come by. Wendy's seen already in a few days. Yeah, but um, a lot of stories. So I was going to write a book about that, and then we walked on the trail, and I thought, "Hey, wait a minute, that sounds like a good topic for a book." So I had a notebook, a uh, pen and a pen and a notebook, and every night we walked about. Um, eight hours, twenty, twenty-five kilometers a day, but every and John would fall asleep as soon as you know by six o'clock he'd be in bed, <laughs> but I would get my notebook out and I I'd, ha- I'd write in my journal what we did for the day, and so I never missed a day, and I think it w- it would have been impossible to have written this book without without writing the journal without being intentionally. Writing the journal every day.
0: Yeah, that's good because it takes me into my next question really quite nicely. is: Does one actually need to take detailed notes about the trip or would memories and photos suffice? And what sort of notes should you take? What sort of notes did you take?
1: Um, Well, when you write the book, obviously, when you write a book like this, uh, obviously you don't include everything that happened, you know, so I try to find highlights, maybe interesting people that I, that I met. I read the book, um, by Bill Bryson, um, walk in the woods. Oh yeah. He, yeah. I like, he, I like his, I like his writing a lot. And somehow I found it in the airport not long before I did the trail. So that book was kind of an inspiration for me. I liked the way he combined his walk, a lot of humor, people he met, some history of the Appalachian trail, et cetera. So, um, so that's what, um, so I think,
0: what was the question the again? The question that was about the, um, the notes. The Do you need detailed yeah. notes or is it just your memories? Do you think detailed notes are important? I think you you don't need obviously everything,
1: but you need some points or some things that struck you. Um, maybe from
0: every day. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because it's it's more highlights than every Obviously, single word. Yeah. And we'll come to that a bit later as well. So what's the starting point for writing such a book? Apart from doing the travel, of course, you need to actually do the travel or the walk in the first instance. That's right. <laughs> so I had my journal, and when I sat
1: down to write the book, we had, in those days, This we did the, my husband and I did the trip 18 years ago, and it was, the world has changed quite a bit since then, yeah we had a little digital camera which you couldn't um, you ha- it didn't have too much memory yeah, and on the trail there's not so many places to plug in, especially in the beginning so i couldn't take too many pictures. we had a cell phone, but the coverage wasn't so good mm. but so I but when I sat down to write the book, and we had maps nowadays they use apps
0: <laughs> for, for yeah.
1: navigation, but we had real maps. So when I'd sit down in front of the computer, I had, I put all my pictures on the computer and I looked at the picture. I looked at my journal and I looked at the maps and there was, there was another book that was kind of old, but it was kind of a, um, a guide for walking the trail. And that gave me some ideas. So the, the pictures helped, the pictures helped a lot yeah. as well as the maps to, yeah, just to remind the journey by the, our journey, by the way, took 42 days um, walking and about six, two months from beginning to end with rest days. Yeah. So you couldn't really remember all that stuff, you know, and then days blend into each other. Yeah. You couldn't remember without all the maps, the maps, the pictures and the journal. I don't think I could have remembered that stuff.
0: No, you you raise a good point, actually. I, t- I tell you, I'm going to just throw this in. This is nothing to about writing travel memoirs, but there was some people who were planning on walking it in 35 days yeah yeah here and i just cannot imagine doing that walking every day for 35 days and i think you raise a good point about you know you need to build in rest days for things as well because if you're writing a travel memoir it's very easy to just go all gung ho and go yes i'm going to write about this so i'm going to do it all in one fell swoop rest is important and i think that needs to come across in the memoir as well that's right yeah yeah absolutely so could you give us some tips for planning a travel memoir?
1: Well, a lot of it has to do with the planning of your trip. Yeah. Your trip itself is good um planning. Although if you if you have, let's say, call the mistakes or you get lost or you you know, you have you have an injury, that can get come into your travel memoir it's too. Just, yeah. That might be that might be a, a highlight of your you know, one of the highlights yeah, of your yeah. book, the mistakes you make, you know. And um my son, he told me bef- when I started writing, he says, "Mom, use a lot of humor." Yeah, and um, I like that. That that really struck with me that the that tip, and also Bill Bryson used hu- humor. Yeah, and I I got to read the book of um, Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott, oh, and yeah. I, I liked the way that she sort of makes fun of herself. You know, this mm-hmm. self deprecating humor. So I think that that's really people identify with that. I think at any Probably yes. any kind of writing, any yeah. kind of memoir, but also a travel memoir. It's good to um, do that. And also I try, when I did my memoir, I, I didn't want it to be just for um, people who are walking the Israel Trail because that would be a fairly small possible audience. <laughs> yes. I mean, I don't know if a thousand or so many people walk a year, but they're not all going to read my book, obviously. So you, I tried to make it with universal themes in terms of facing uh, I'm facing a goal and yeah. And how do we had a goal from the beginning and accomplishing a goal and step by step so that people who aren't walking or yeah, they would also could identify with it. I think those
0: are important things to remember. No, that, that's really good, actually. I like the fact that you're saying, you know, you need to be honest and you also need to be, um, you know, bring humour in. But being honest, I think, is important because very often we'll whitewash things and say, oh, this was marvellous and I did it all, you know. I did the whole trail and everything was wonderful when you were limping along with, you know, a, a sprained ankle for seven of the days or something, you know. So I like that tip. That's Bill, very Bill good. Bill
1: Bryson, when he wrote the, um, I keep coming back to this, yeah. but he was sort of one of my um, role models, his yeah. book, but he had this guy that he was walking with, an old school friend, yeah, named Katz, and they didn't get along so well sometimes. And this Katz <laughs> was quite a, a quite a funny guy, and so also I understood that when you write a book like this, you have to exaggerate actually. And in, in many writing, yes. you have to exaggerate yeah. because. If it's a, any kind of memoir or any even a novel, I mean, you don't just write about everything happens good and stuff. It has yeah. to. It has to be a little bit extreme. And so I used um, John became sort of my cats. So the the, yes. the the conflicts that we had between each other, that makes it humorous and it makes it realistic. And people have come to me, and they'll say, "Oh, I read your book," and instead of saying, "You know, I like the part where you," You know, climb the mountain. They'll say, "You know, actually, I'm like John, and my husband's more like you." <laughs> yeah. So they really see them. They really see themselves in our relationship, and that I think I've had more comments about our relationship, even though it is ex- sort of exaggerated. Yeah. He's he's but to clarify it, he's spontaneous, and I'm the planner. Yeah. You know, and so you can imagine the humor. You can imagine the humor that comes from a situation like that. Yes. <laughs> so, absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah. So. When writing a travel book, I mean, to be honest, if you travel, the landscape, the people, the culture are always vivid in the mind of the writer. You can remember it. But how do you bring this to life in the pages of a book? Well, that's
1: a technique. And this was the first, um, this was my first writing, um, my first writing venture. Yeah. Of course, before I read this, wrote this, I read a lot of other books. Yeah not just Bill Bryson. I read a lot of, I read books of all genres, even. I think it's important to read all genres. And when I read a book, I see what I like and I see what I don't like and so on. And, um, and I, 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 uh, the question you asked exactly, exactly right, because I'm seeing it. They're not seeing it. I live here in the desert. How do you describe desert? But those pictures, there was one scene I remember or one picture and we were on top of a mountain and I'm I'm sort of laying on the rock, and my head is my hair is blowing, and there's some clouds in the sky, and so that that totally helps me is to say you know it was and then of course I'll put that scene because I have a good picture of it. I mean I can't put every scene, but I had a good picture, and you can see that I'm tired. So I walked up a steep hill, and you can see some rocks around, and you can see the clouds in the sky, and you in this picture you could see the Gulf of Aqaba below us. And I could describe the colour of the water. So um, I'm not that um, imaginative to be able to, yeah. without the picture.
0: And so it all it all came together with the pictures, for me, anyway. Yeah. I think photos are, uh, are gold dust, really, because there's also something called false memory syndrome, where you think you remember something, but when you see the photo, you went, that's not the way I remember it, but that's what happened. Yeah. You know, so uh, I think photos are great. Um I mean, I've got to assume that when writing a travel memoir, when you're not merely regurgitating the pages of a diary and writing everything about the trip. How do you go about deciding what to put in the book?
1: Well, that's a good question. Um, I think you also think about the, you try to think of what, the, what other people would find, what people would find interesting yeah. and the different people, you want to keep it. Varied. I mean, if you, in the beginning, you're climbing a mountain every day, you know, and I mean, you're not, <laughs> yeah. that's how this trip, it, that's how the Israel Trail is. Yeah, Well, you're not going to climb, every, you're not going to describe every single mountain you climb because no. that, that would get, that would get boring. So obviously you have to, you do try to do some, um, you try to include some different variety and the different people you meet and the characters and your feel, you want to put your feelings because you want to put, um, you want to put, how you felt and you want other people to identify with you. It's, um well, you're going to, you haven't read too much of the book yet. You can decide for yourself. Yeah, I've um, read some if, of it. What I've read is good. You can decide for yourself if I succeeded or not in accomplishing this purpose that I
0: set out to accomplish. I'm sure you would. Uh, well, that brings me nicely on because I want to talk about the book. Tell us about your own book about hiking the Israel National Trail. Um... Well, I, st- I, I understood that,
1: um, it, it's called Walk the Land. That's a verse from Genesis, which God told Abraham to walk the length of the land and every place where you've trod, your foot trods will be yours. Oh. So I called it Walk the Land because it's also a famous expression in Hebrew and in Israel. Everybody knows in the expression. It's a, it's like a folk song. So I sort of like that expression. And then the subtitle is A Journey on Foot Through Israel. Um, and I started, I understood from reading other books, I started with a, a very exciting moment. And so I told that to hopefully draw people in and a little bit about our preparation and stuff like
0: that. Um, yeah, so that's, um, what can I, I say? It takes you 1,000 kilometers through Israel, which is fantastic. I, I can say that um, I John and I aren't so good at
1: um, keeping recording numbers or statistics, but I'm sure at least 50 or more people have read the book. And then because of reading the book, they decide to walk the trail. Wow. it's, It's still, it still happens to me that people come and yeah, I read your book and now I'm walking the land. And by the way, if anybody who is listening to this is gets interested in walking the land, walking the Israel trail, we walked it in one go. Um, and the main times to walk are in the spring and the fall, but you don't have to walk in one go. Many people, right, yeah. we have especially from abroad, people come, or Israelis too. They come and they have a week, you know, a week holiday or something like that, two weeks holiday. So you can do whatever you can do it. There's lots of there's lots of ways of doing it.
0: Oh, so you can do it in bits and pieces you can do it in as bits well. Bits and pieces. I mean, people do it over a ma- matter of years and stuff like yeah. that. That's a good tip, actually. So thank you for that. Now I know you've written some other books. Tell us about your other books.
1: Well, the next book um, I was going to write this book about the shelter, about our hostel. Yeah. And then after the this was also this is also has to do with the travel memoir. After we came home, I started almost immediately writing it, which I think is really that's another yes. tip. I think it's important. Yeah. I thought in the beginning when I came home because I'd already written. About I don't know twenty thousand words on the book about the hostel, but yeah. then I, and I thought I'd continue, and this would be sort of afterwards. But then I realized that I should write this while it was still fresh in my mind, and I also realized that writing is hard work. But actually, probably a travel memoir is one of the easier types of writing, oh. because it's got a beginning. You know, it's a journey. beginning and an end, It's got a beginning and an end. And I I mean, ours was 42 days of walking. So you've got a a certain amount of material that you can put in besides backstory and stuff. Yeah. You know, so, but when I came home, I realized that I won't do the shelter book. I'll write this book about the trail. Yeah. And so then I started writing the book about the shelter. But then exactly at that time, we started getting Sudanese refugees coming in 2007, coming to Israel. There was a civil war in, su- between Sudan and South Sudan, and so I I was going to do every chapter of that book about the shelter about different people groups that came to us, yeah. and so I started writing about the Sudanese, and then I realized that that was a whole book in itself. Yeah. So then I wrote a, I started interviewing them, and wrote a book about the South Sudanese refugees in Israel, mm. and that's called um, A People Tall and Smooth. It's a verse from Isaiah chapter eighteen, and it's about the South Sudanese refugees that come to israel and i i I, it it has i also tried to make it more of a universal appeal and i talked about how our family i told their stories in first their first person but i also told how our families dealt with refugees and even again uh, issues between our own family and how to do and what to do and stuff and so to make it i think it's um it has to do with and refugees is a to, is a topic that doesn't go away. No, it doesn't. You're right. Sadly, that's so, for sure. Yeah. And, and then I wrote the book about the shelter, which I which I called uh, Come Stay Celebrate, because um, we have this hostel, if you know, a guest a guest house hostel. We are my husband and I believe in Jesus, but the guests are from all backgrounds, all countries, all religions, yeah. and many different interesting things have happened through the years and um, recently in September I published a novel which also takes place in a lot in my hometown and um, that was a big that's called to be long a novel and that was a big jump for me to write a novel but
0: that... yeah yeah no that's good hey you're very highly talented and versatile well, which is great you haven't read them yet, you don't know? No. I've read some of Walk the Land, okay. and I'm quite impressed with that. Um, so my final question, where can my listeners find out more about you and your books? Um, well, my first of all, to make it really easy,
1: you my my name is gonna, is Judith Galblom Pex. That's on, can you type it on your... Yes, oh, I'll put it in. in I'll put it in, yeah. yes. So they can find, I have a... They can find it on Amazon.com, Yeah, the names of the books or my name under the author, the title of the book. I also have a website called Judith Pex. And um, yeah, so, that's probably on Amazon or my website or our hostel, we also have a host, we have a website called shelterhostel.com. So any of those, you can find my books fantastic. and you can order them in paperback or Kindle. Yeah. Thank you very much. And any questions? Uh, you can ask me. on uh, The shelter we have a we have a um, email address. If you have any questions about walk, walking the trail or anything else that comes up,
0: Feel free thank to you. I me. will put the links into the show yeah. notes, so it will they will be available. Um, so thank you very much, Judy. It was an absolute pleasure chatting to you. Me too.
1: I'm excited. I'm excited. It was very fun to share something that's on my heart yeah
0: and I hope you enjoy the rest of this absolutely fabulous sunny day (laughs) that brings us to the end of another show it was really good to have you on the show with me today I'm Wendy H. Jones, and you can find me at wendyhjones.com. You can also find me on Patreon, where you can support me for th- uh, as little as $3 a month, which is less than the price of a tea or coffee. You go to patreon.com forward slash H. Jones. I'm also Wendy H. Jones on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Thank you for joining me today and I hope you found it both useful and interesting. Join me next week when I will have another cracking guest for you. Until then, have a good week and keep writing, keep reading and keep learning.